Luke, one of my favourite segments during the carnival is chatting with Vince Accardi from the Daily Sectionals. I know you're a user of the uh, Vince's service, mate. It's outstanding. Yeah, it is, Dave. It just gives you um, another angle to the form. I think it's a very important angle, uh, the use of sectional data. And one thing that Vince has articulated very, very well, it's something that I'm starting to think about a lot more recently, and a lot of people should give it um, thought as well, is how a, an exertion and how a run can affect a horse's performance next start, particularly with these younger two-year-olds. Uh, I'm keen to pick Vince's brain and see what he thinks about some of them over the weekend that are coming out of high-pressure races. Sometimes, Dave, it's hard to back it up. It's a bit like you, mate, you know, when you, you have a hard day at work, sometimes you, you just take a little bit to get going the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Vince Accardi's online. Good morning, Vince. Good morning, Dave and Luke, and how are you two gentlemen today? I'm very, very well, well, mate. Very, very well. All the better for your company, mate. And we've got group racing in Sydney tomorrow. The Coolmore Classic, what an unbelievable field of mares we've got lined up. And might do something different this week, Vince. Instead of me targeting a particular individual horse, last week you were very good with your analysis of the races when we spoke about uh, the Ramwick Guineas and Lindemann and also in the Canterbury Stakes Artorias. So I might throw to you and you can give us a snapshot of the race, the Coolmore Classic which is race number eight on the card tomorrow. And anything that's jumping out data-wise from your end that maybe the market isn't reflecting would be very, very good intel. Okay, well, we can come to the market part. I'll, I'll get that bit of insight on where the current market is shortly. But firstly, the things that we need to give strong consideration to at Rose Hill tomorrow, particularly, say, the big race of 1,500 metres is... We have to have clarity around with the rail in the zero position, the true position, and working on the basis that we're going to be on a good track. We need to understand it's not just about are you better off being on pace or off pace or midfield or back. We should be looking to have clarity on the lanes, and we can have this understanding. Hard up against the fence usually when you have the rail true is a negative. Now, mind you, a lot of horses tend to not race hard up against the fence. They have a tendency to sort of get one to two off the fence. But rail position, zero, one to three is a bit of a negative. So when you're looking on horses that are, say, leaders or on pace, you have to have some thought around you. If it's run real fast, they'll have a tendency to go harder against the fence because they're, they're fatiguing over the last couple of hundred metres, and that'll become very vulnerable for any horses that are faced in that situation. The best lanes are generally... Now, it's pretty tight at Rose Hill. Four to seven are the hottest lanes when the rail's true. So there's not much of a strip to work with. And when I say what position, we are talking when you get inside that last 250 metres of the track. So you're turning for home, you're getting over that last 250 metres to the finish line. That's the optimum position. The next best position will be 8 to 11. It's a massive negative if you're more than 11 off the fence. Now, when you have the big fields, you know, like it could be reasonable speed or even or slightly soft, there could be a whole group of horses getting very wide because they feel like they got free air, unimpeded run, but they're actually disadvantaged to the tune of one to two lengths. It's about the same as being hard up against the fence. The negatives are at least the length. So that's step one. On pace runners, if they can get three or four off the fence, 
dangerous horses to run down, particularly if the speed's even or slightly fast. Midfield runners and backmarkers get their chance here as long as they can stay in that, in that zone. As you could see last, last weekend, Artorias, unbelievable ride by Zach Burton. We talked about it, Dave, that we touched on about those lanes that you needed to be. I couldn't believe it, that he was navigating himself through the field, looking for that little bit of luck. Because had he escorted to the outside, there's no way he would have won. Or mm. probably even placed. But doing what he did gave us optimum opportunity to collect. So the same things are going to play a role tomorrow. So if we start off with a horse like Anavisto, which is a great starting point for my view, is what's the current TAB price for that runner? Uh, Vince, about five fifty, I think. Five fifty. Yeah. Well, here's the thing from my perspective. Firstly, if we just look at what it did first up Flemington, it was stunning. 2.8 lengths faster than standard from the gates to the 800-metre point. From the 800 to the 400, the horse was still travelling 2.5 lengths faster than standard. And then the last 400, it managed to hold on with a 1.2 lengths faster than standard. Best performance of the day, 4.5 lengths above the IVR benchmark. Now, the key things that I look for when I see this type of performance, number one, that's a new PB for the horse, giving the strong insight that this stable have got this horse airborne. The next little sign that I look for is how much was the taper over the last 200 metres? In other words, what was the velocity loss in terms of energy distribution? And what I could see here is the horse actually peaked with its momentum running somewhere between the 600 to the 400 metre mark when it was travelling around 2.1 lengths faster than standard. And then from that point onwards, the horse started to de-accelerate because of conditioning. And that last 200 metres, when comparing it against what it did from the 4 to the 6, the horse lost around 1.8 lengths of velocity and over the last 4 to 2, about a half a length. So that gives me confidence that this horse has still got a little bit of improvement left. Not much, maybe a half a length. What we've then got to look at is, what does that mean today at 1,500 metres? If it was 1,400 metres, I'd say, goodness me. Did you say $5, Luke? Yeah, 5.50, Vince. That's like gold. That is miles and miles over what, what I would consider to be fair and reasonable. But it's 1,500 metres... And this is the challenge. If this runner can run orderly through the first section, and what I mean by orderly is this, not overextending, not overreaching, and running somewhere around that benchmark to plus three range, then this is going to be an extremely hard horse to run down with Nash on board, who is a master of being able to always keep a little bit of fuel up his sleeve over the last 100 to 150 metres of course, if he stays hard up against the fence, he's going to lose that advantage. But if he's three off the fence and travelling, he will be very difficult. This man will be very difficult to run down. And the price would be an extremely generous one. Now, if they run brutally fast, you may as well say it's regardless of the price, it will be a negative. Because I feel this horse does have its challenges when stepping up beyond 
1,500 metres or beyond, the horse hasn't really been able to deliver to the expectation on what it does over a slightly shorter distance like 1,400. So that's what we've got to bear in mind. So where's the pressure going to come from, I guess, is the big key in this particular race. And is, is there really genuine pressure? And if there's not, then could this horse be able to control the race comfortably on its own? And that's going to be the big key. The other runners that I wanted to touch on that I felt needs to be highly respected here. Now, I don't know whether any of these runners were talked about because I, I know you have the, like the punters panel, is that correct? where you talk about a number of races for tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So I just wanted to know, did anybody touch on, firstly, number one, Hinged? We we didn't really, to be honest. She got chopped out late in that in that group one as well last start. I'd be very keen to get your thoughts, Vince, because she's got to carry the top weight here. We know she is a, a group one perform mare, though. Well, when we look at this horse's profile, this is an outstanding profile for this race. Last campaign, we go back to October of last year, at this track, 1,500 metres, the horse produced a 3.8 lengths above IVR benchmark, fifth best performance of the day, and goodness me, who was the winner? I wish I win. Hard to say how good or bad that horse, and the only other horse that's in this race that finished in front of it was hope in your heart. So... That being said, my questions to myself is when I'm doing the form is, what's the probability of this runner running to that level? Because if it can run somewhere within half a length of that performance, this is going to be a runner that's going to be extremely difficult to beat. Why? Is high probability of being in the lanes with J-Mac on board, gets the golden race shape in terms of the applied pressure, it's not going to be a walk race. It's going to be a race with good speed. I'm not saying brutal, but if it happened to be brutal, this horse won't be disadvantaged. And then I only have to look at what it did first up, just to give me some confidence if this horse is back to that type of profile. That Ramwick run over 1,400 metres when beaten less than a length and went through the first section in a massive disadvantage going 9.3 lengths slower than standard. The mid-race move, though, was brilliant. It was in excess of 11 lengths, which is almost two seconds. It was actually 2.6 lengths faster than standard. And this is how you measure pressure. There's two ways of looking the move between the 800 and the 400. Number one is how big is the exertion? What type of energy are they using is one. And the second part is how far above the benchmark, which is the actual pressure. When a lot of people talk about weight for age racing, pressure, this is part of that insight. And what was remarkable for me was the last 400 was actually quicker than the eight to the four, which I thought was outstanding. And this horse was entitled to be flat off that run, went up to the mile, and it, faced, it was faced with a, a race that was a lot faster and more suitable but a disadvantage given the structure of the first up run. So the horse had improved almost seven lengths in early speed, didn't quite have the same momentum between the eight and the 400. And then, well, you know, exactly like you said, Luke, the horse had some difficulty in running. And you can see it actually on the numbers that probably cost the horse somewhere around three quarters of a length to a length. So I'm expecting this horse 
to make a big improvement and be the serious threat to Anavisto. The only other two horses that I could consider myself, I have to just touch, I don't know, did you guys touch on at all the internationals? We did. We were having a hard time working out what to expect from them, to be honest. Okay. Well, to keep it simple, without um, going into great detail, the only runner that, for anyone that's looking at international runners for this particular race, the one that captivated me the most, and I spent a fair bit of time working through its profile yesterday, is Times Square. It comes into this race... When I say the right profile, I like what it did at its very last start. The performance was 1.4 lengths faster than standard. It had an excellent last 400 metres of around four lengths above benchmark off a good race shape. This is what's important. It was a very good race shape. It was near benchmark where this horse was travelling. And it was a sign that this horse is trending in the right way. Because when I look at its previous performances... This horse has the capability when it's right at its top to run somewhere around three lengths or faster than standard. Therefore, has the class capability at a big price to make things interesting. Now, I'm not expecting this horse tomorrow to run to that range of mid threes. What I'm expecting is this horse is going to run at least one and a half to two and a half and will not be a runner that's going to look disgraceful. One at odds. The other horse, just to t- you know, to round it off, is hoping your heart. This is the runner that did finish in front of Hinged. You could see the way the horse launched last start, which I thought was fantastic to see. This horse really launch and start to bring a little bit of justification to what it did last campaign in that Rose Hill run over 1500, where it went 4.2 lengths faster than standard. Fourth best of the day. Love that. This horse looks like it's a clear-cut improver. I look at the way this horse went through the first section at Randwick, 6.2 lengths below benchmark. The run between the 800 and the 400 wasn't aggressive, which gives me a lot of confidence that this horse is still going to sharply elevate. And there's a chance this horse could peak tomorrow and is the other key runner for me. Mm. Outstanding summary. Yeah. Yes. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's, it is. It's brilliant, um, and it just gives us a different uh, thought process. So, five fifty Anavisto tomorrow in the Coolmore Classic with Tab hinged at seven dollars and fifty cents, and then the one that uh, you did mention, the uh, European Times Square, forty one dollars to win, ten dollars the place for Times Square uh, there in the Coolmore classic before we let you go Vince and we're running out of time we've got um, yeah. to get to uh, but you, this is the thing we could just talk all all day long about this I love it uh, and if, for those that want to talk to Vince more dailysectionals.com.au is the website you need to head to to find out more information about this uh, this data that Vince is using and creating and uh, it'll help you become a better putter on a Saturday that's for sure I just want to briefly ask you about the new market handicap $4.20, I wish I win, is the current tab favourite, equal favourite, I should say, with In Secret. Off your data, what's the one horse, Vince, that you think will be in the finish of the new market? Well, it's like this. I'm going to keep it really simple without, again, I don't want to complicate things. Because there's, this, this is a race that has 
the two coins, the heads or the tails. And what I mean by that is it's very important when one does the journey as a form student that they need to look at all the variables and all the angles. So this allows you to have a clearer judgment with your mind, particularly when it comes to executing with money. Now, if I want to go the simplicity way and just ignore all other factors that could happen with straight racing, are they going to run to the inside, the middle or the outside? I'll give you some insight. If they run to the fence, they tend to run a bit faster, early speed. If they run in the middle, they tend to run slower. If they split, it's crazy. It can be brutal both ends. Now, if I'm going to go purely on class and seeing is believing on what happened last start, A, on the clock and the performance, we should start and end with number three, the favourite, and that is I wish I win. Unbelievable performance by this particular horse, and I mean absolutely unbelievable. To go 1,000 metres first up and produce a performance that was 3.2 lengths faster than standard, third best of the day, what's the captivating part for me was this. I looked for the straight line speed, which is so critical at Flemington. 7.5 lengths faster than standard. Now, I have, from a data bank, 40 years of history at Flemington up the straight. To run that fast, I can say to you quite candidly, there's not many horses that can go faster than that over the last 400. Do we want to go to a horse like Black Gabia, who might have an extra two or three lengths? That's how high and how few there are in between. I then look at the early speed. The horse travelled 2.8 lengths below benchmark. So that's a very good pace for 1,000 metres. Standing start to the first 200 and then produce that finish. If this runner turns up and just runs to that number and doesn't even improve an inch, the horse won't miss the first five. More importantly, if I then go on its class, last campaign, PB with a 5.4 lengths above benchmark. And if it runs to that number, which is my expectation, by the way, somewhere near there, this horse should be even, even money. should be $2 on the tote. Wow. wow. Okay. $4.20 currently punters. And for those that are joining us, Vince last week said Lindemann would run a huge race and that ran with guineas, run second, massive odds to place. He also tipped up Artorias and said off the, uh, the data, expecting a big preparation and bang, bang. Let's keep it rolling, Vince. Vince Accardi from the Daily Sectionals, thank you very, very much for your time, and we will chat next Friday. You're absolutely welcome. Just for everybody, we will have the two Canberra meetings up with our Race Speed Profiles early edition. So anybody that's interested in those Canberra races on Sunday and Monday, don't hesitate to go to the website and get some insight because there's some beautiful value there on the weekend. Well, I like it. We will be in Canberra. We've got the big Calcutta tomorrow night at the uh, the Black Opal at the Southern Cross on the Black Opal Stakes. Luke and I are hosting that at the Southern Cross Club, Vince. We'll have to get you to come on tour with us once, mate. Um, that'd be great. To one of these Calcuttas <laughs> would be sensational. Well, that'll be amazing. <laughs> what can I say? Let's see how we go. Let me deliver some more good information to everybody that's listening. Yeah, fantastic. And as I said, the daily sectionals, uh, or dailysectionals.com.au and Luke, as uh, before we get to finding winners, Mick Gearan and Matt Jackson, you use this product, that's how you use and do your form and um, I'm sure that you would attest and you're not just saying this because Vince is on the line you've become a better punter 
from the data that Vince provides you and understanding races and how they go. And it's also probably helped your calling as well. No doubt about it, Dave. It, it does help my calling because you get a horse. I mean, I'm not calling I wish I win, let's be honest, but you get a horse like it back in the field, and Darren could attest to this when Chautauqua was racing. You know they've got that enormous finishing speed and those brilliant sectionals. You're always just keeping one eye on those horses with that finishing speed so that they don't catch you by surprise when they're charging onto the scene. So there's no doubt it's um, a very important part of what I do, Dave, and Vince has got me pretty excited about I wish I win, I've got to be honest. Yeah, I know. Don't worry, the Vince. There'll be a, a WhatsApp message getting sent around to the punters clubs now. The uh, the boys and girls will be all on. Have a great day, mate. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you.